There's a lot going on in this Mishnah, so it needs a bit of introduction. The topic here is the three different zones where there are different halachas regarding how one takes challah. So the first zone is Eretz Yisrael proper. And that's the part of Eretz Yisrael that was reconquered when the Jews came back from Bavel, meaning the Second Temple period. They reconquered most of what was Eretz Yisrael from before. And that's Eretz Yisrael Mamash, the proper Eretz Yisrael. Um, and it was invested in what's called Kedusha Shnia, the second investment of sanctity. Fine. The second zone is a slightly larger part of what once was Eretz Yisrael. That was the part which was conquered when the Jews first came into Eretz Yisrael with Yoshua. And that land, although it's now treated like Chutzlarts um, in many respects, because after the Jews were exiled at the end of the first temple period, so that Kedusha lapsed, that's why Paskin, and that land stopped having its its Kedusha invested in it, which means that when the Jews came back 70 years later, things started again. And since the area that the Jews settled the second time was small in the first time, you have part of the land of Eretz Yisrael, which although promised to the Jews prior to their coming in, and even conquered and controlled by the Jews and being invested with Kedusha Eretz Yisrael once upon a time in the time of Yeshua, stopped being Eretz Yisrael and Bayesheni. So that land, um, which once did have a Chiyav Midoraiser of Chala, does not have the Chiyav Midoraiser anymore. The first zone, the part that was conquered by the Ole Bavel, the ones who came in in Bayesheni, that place has a Doraisa Chiyav. And the second zone is only a Chiyav Midorabanan because it was no longer controlled by the Jews and wasn't invested with the Kedusha that was in perpetuity, meaning although there was Kedusha invested in the land during Bayes Rishon, that Kedusha lapsed and no longer had a status of Eretz Yisrael once the Jews were kicked out. Now, just as a side point, but an important point, Bizman HaZem, really throughout Bayes Sheni, even though I say there is a Chi of Doraisa in that part of Eretz Yisrael um, that the Jews conquered, um, we'll call that Zone 1, Eretz Yisrael Mamish, um, even then, throughout Bayesheni until this very day, there is no Chi of Dorais to take Chal. It's all Durban in truth. And the reason why is because even if you hold that there's, let's say, other mitzvahs, like say Trumas and Maestras, have a Chi of Dorais, uh, when it comes to Chala, the Pasuk specifies Bavoachem when you come in. And the understanding there is Bavias Kulchem below Bavias Mikzaschem. If you have to have the majority of the Jews coming back in Eretz Yisrael, and until they're in Eretz Yisrael, so the Chiv of Chal is only Amdurabanan. So we'll actually have a zone which is potentially Chayv Medoraisa, that's Eretz Yisrael Mamish, the Ole Bavel zone, um, but the Chiv anyways Medorabanan. Then we'll have a second zone further out, which is a little more expansive, which is the original Eretz Yisrael, the Ole Mitzrayim, zone two, if you will, and that's also going to have a Chiv Medorabanan of taking Chala, but there. Even if the majority of the Jews were back in Eretz Israel, it still would just be Durban, at least during the time of Bayesheni, um, when those were the, the borders. In addition, there's the third zone, which is further out, beyond the part of Eretz Israel, which was at least Eretz Israel in the time of Bayes Rishon. That's just considered Chutzah's proper, and that includes anything, you know, far out in Syria and beyond, certainly to Bavel and, you know, Australia, etc. All that's the third zone, which is totally Durban. Um, but there is a Chi of Durban to take Chala, and the reason why is because. Um, 
Chazal were afraid that people should would uh, might forget the mitzvah of taking challah. And therefore, there's a mitzvah to take challah even in Chutznaret. And certainly, if you live in London or in New York or wherever it is, um, even in you're taking challah. It's all Midrabanan. And of course, it only could be Midrabanan because it's not part of Eretz Yisrael. Now, there's a separate issue, which is that the Chazal decreed that the Chutznaret, the land outside of Eretz Yisrael, should be Tami, the actual land and air of Chutz La'aretz, the land outside of Israel, is Tami. And that, of course, means that any truma taken there will automatically become Tami because it's in that land. So even though there is, and that applies even to the parts of the geography that once was Eretz Israel and Bayes Rishon, but it no longer is, meaning the zone two. So it's going to be a Chiv to take Chala Medarabun in zone two, but the Chala will automatically and certainly become Tame because Chazor Masakin, they made a decree that all of the those lands are um, Tame. Fine. So with that in mind, it's going to come out then that there are going to be three different zones. Zone one, which has the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael proper. Zone two, the area that once had the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael and Bais Rishon, but no longer. And zone three, beyond that, which is totally um, never had Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. And there'll be a chiv to take chal in all three zones, but because of this tuma issue, then the uh, the way one takes chal in those three zones are different. And the Mishnah is going to spell that out. The Mishnah starts out by saying, Rabban Gamliel Omer, Shalosh Aratzus Lechala. There are three separate zones with respect to the halachas of how one takes chala. Me'eretz Yisrael v'ad Kaziv. In Eretz Yisrael, up to the northern border of the place called Kaziv, the exact location of Kaziv is not clear. One possibility is it's where modern-day Rosh HaNikra is, roughly, meaning it's it's um, about it's north, about 10 miles or whatever it is, north of Akko. And that's the upper, wherever it is, that's the upper boundary of Eretz Yisrael. Um, that's Chala Achas. One takes one Chala, the normal Chala, and the Mishnah's consideration, the assumption is that you'll take the Chala, as we described throughout the whole Masechta, give it to a Kohen, the Kohen will eat it, he has to be Tahor, it has to be kept, Bitahara, etc., now, beyond that, Mechaziv, from the place of Kaziv, Va'ad Nahar, Va'ad Amana, to some further out boundary. It's not clear exactly where this is. There are different shitas. In the most loose terms, let's call it Lebanon, okay? But it's modern-day Lebanon, but it's not. that's not correct. It's just to give you an idea if you want to draw a map in your head, so to speak. So that zone was part of Eretz Yisrael and Bayes Rishon, so it's zone number two, but now no longer. The rule is, Shtei Chalos, Achas La'ur Va'achas Kohen. One actually has to take challah twice in that second zone. Um, one will be for the or, or means fire, meaning one goes to be burned immediately. V'achas the second one is given to a kohen to eat. Now, the reason why we have this dinder bun of, of taking challah is so it shouldn't be forgotten. But the concern was that if you would separate challah and then immediately burn it in the lands that are just bordering Eretz, bordering Eretz Yisrael, there was a concern that people would see that and then people would think that true chala is being burned immediately um, and even with tahor and people would make a mistake. And therefore the setup was, the rabbi said, listen, we're going to give chala twice and that would be so peculiar that you're giving two chalas, one that's getting burned immediately and one that's being given to Conan Eaton that people will ask what's going on if they don't know. And by asking what's going on, if they don't know, they'll find out that all these details we're explaining here, I'm explaining presently, and therefore one would not come to make the mistake of thinking that you could um, burn challah, etc., which is an issue. You can't burn challah if it's tahor. Okay, so we have two two challahs being separated. The first challah 
um, as the Mishnah says now, um, shall or that first challah, which is separated and going to be burned in a fire, yesh la shior. It has to be done according to the proper shior, the requisite amount, um, which is 148th. Now, the reason why it's 148th is because if you recall back from the second parak Mishnah Zion, we said that if you have dough that becomes tame beshogeg or baones, if it's circumstances beyond your control, that's onus. So then we said you're allowed to take the 48th, not the 24th, even if you're a private person. And although the Bartanura does say 124th is a possibility here, either um, it's a mistake, and there's, there, the Kisfeya, the manuscripts don't have that words, a 24th, or just jumps to 48th, um, or else it's just a kasha on the Bartanura. But anyways, Babashas, it's a 48th, and that's simple and straightforward enough. That's the first one that goes into the fire. And Vishal Cohen, as for the second one, that's Ainless Shear. That has no shear. In other words, we're giving any old amount, any tiny amount to a Cohen to eat. Um, again, the reason why is the whole point of that second separation of challah for a Cohen to eat is just to do something really strange so people will inquire why the first one went into the fire to not misunderstand the rules regarding burning Tahor, Truma, and challah. Okay. As for the third zone, Minhanar Vaadamano Lifnim, again the geography is is um not perfectly clear what it's referring to, but what it means is lands further north. We'll call that for argument's sake if we called zone two Lebanon, if you will. Zone three is like Syria and into Iraq, etc. And then of course forever further after that, all the way around to North America, whatever it is. Um all those places, Shte Chalos, also there'll be two Chalos separated. Achas the Urva Achas the Kohen, one that gets burned and one that gets given to the Kohen. The rationale is similar. Um, we're doing it twice, but here the reason why we're taking the first one is because so that the mitzvah of challah shouldn't be forgotten in Chutz Arts. But since really there's that it's not even challah, right? There never could be challah, it's Chutz Arts. So therefore we'll let the smaller mount get burned, and that way that we have a separate challah given. We don't want to forget that Kohanim are supposed to be eating challah. So we'll, that's the second one is called the Ikra, the essential challah given. And that being the case, we'll see in a second that that is the one that has the requisite shear. You give the challah 148th to a Kohen to eat. Now, first I'll read the words inside. That's what the words say. It says, achas achas You'll separate two challahs, one that goes burning and one that goes to the Kohen. As far as by the who gets to burn it, it's if you give it to the Kohen to burn or you keep it for yourself, then you burn it yourself. Either way, shall ur the first one, the first chala that's separated in zone three in the chutzlarts, ain la shiur. There's no amount; any little amount will do. Vishel Cohen and the second one that's given to the Cohen, yesh la shiur. It should be given in the proper amount, meaning a forty-eighth, and that way the Cohen has something substantial eat. Anyways, if you're going to give something that's going to be eaten, why should we let the one that's getting some benefit to the Cohen, the one that's eaten, be the one that we give more the requisite amount? Now. Um, a bit of clarica- clarification is required on this din also. The truth is that if you have a Kohen who is readily accessible and can eat your truma right now, so then only one chala is required to be separated. I said eat your truma, I really should say eat your chala. Eat your chala right now. So then you only need to take one chala. So even though the mission is saying you could take two challahs in chutzlarets, is one number three, that's only where there's no Kohen handy to eat 
Chala. Therefore, you're going to take one for the fire, and the second one save for later when you find a Kohen. But if you have a Kohen who's handy now, who's eligible for eating this Chala now, so then you only need to take one Chala. You'll take it right then and there. You'll take it Kashi'ur, the proper amount, 148. It could even be a 24th, and if you're a private person. And you will give that to a Kohen to eat, and you will not have any Chala going to the fire. Now, to be eligible as a Kohen to eat this Chal in Chutzlaret, we only require that you don't have a Tuma Hayotze Magufo, that you aren't yourself, your person, your body, the Kohen's person or body, um, the source of Tuma, which means a Kohen who is a, a Balkari or a Zav would be ineligible. Um, and if the person who's eating it is the, the Kohen's wife, that would include um, a Nida or a Yoledes or a Zava, and the Ramam adds the list also the Metzora, as someone who's a Tumiyot Magufo. So those people cannot eat um, this Truma, this Chala, which is the in Chutzlarts. Um But to clarify, other Tame Kohanim that have Tumas Maga, they came into physical contact with something um, which made them Tame, meaning it's not that their bodies are the sources of the Tuma, but rather something extraneous, exogenous, outside of them uh, was the source of the Tumah. So, for example, the Kohen touched a dead rat or touched a dead body even. Even though touching a dead body puts you in a more severe state of Tumah, it doesn't matter. That person, that Kohen, could eat the first Chalat separated in Chutzlar. It's only a Tumiyot Magufo, one who's the source of Tumah itself, who cannot. Okay. Um, fine. Um, that's the case. Now, in that third zone... We're talking about the when it comes to the chalitz being given to a kohen. We're going to now list, Mishnah will now list three kulas, three leniencies that apply to that chala. The first is that on that on that first chalitz you're giving to a kohen, so we're going to be lenient and say that utvul yom ochla that a tvul yom is allowed to eat that. Chala. What are we talking about? We're talking about again in Chutzlarts, where there's no Chiyah Medoraisa ever at all to separate Chala. But the rabbi said we should separate so we shouldn't forget it. We said you can give it to a Kohen, and if you give it to a Kohen, only one Chala is necessary if you give it to him right away. So the Kohen who's eligible, I said, can't be a Tumayotz Magufo kind of Kohen, the Kohen that's a Zav or a Zav, a Zav or a, a, a um, Balkari, etc. So now, normally when it comes to Truma and Chala in general, so if a person had been a Balkari or a Zav, etc., same with the Yoletus, same with the same with the Zava and the and the uh, the Nida, all those people have to go to the mikvah at some point. When they come out of the mikvah, let's focus on the Zav for a second, okay? The Zav or the Balkari, when they come out of the mikvah, they're called a Tavul Yom. That is to say, they still have a status of being a Shein Latuma. They still have a vestige of Tuma with them, and therefore, since Truma and remember, Chala is a kind of truma. Since truma and Chala becomes puzzle, invalid, if it comes to contact with the Shein Latuma, and this guy who's a Tful Yom, who's gone to the mikvah but hasn't yet had hair of Shemesh, the three stars haven't come out yet, um, he's still a Shein Latuma. He has the vestige of Tuma. As a Shein, he could not eat truma or Chala under normal circumstances. But this Chala, in Chutz arts that we're giving to a Kohen to eat, just so we shouldn't forget that there's such a thing as separating Chala when we get back to Eretz Yisrael. We're very lenient with that Chala. And we're going to say that 
as long as the Kohen, even if the Kohen were Tame with, with you know, Tumas Magi, he touched a dead body, he could eat it. So too, if the, the Kohen were Tumayotz Magufo Kohen, he was a Balkari or a Zav. And we're saying that he cannot eat the Truma. But once he goes to the Mikvah, even though it's still a Shein the Tuma, as a Tulyom, he still could eat the Truma, eat, eat the Chala. So, the mission, therefore, is saying, we're going to have three Kulas here, this is the first of three, that apply to that Chala that is separated in the Chutzla arts to give to a Kohen. Let me clarify. If you don't have a Kohen handy, and you separate the Chala, and therefore, since you have no Kohen handy who's eligible, you're going to burn that Chala, the second Chala you give, Kishior, that amount, that Chala, that can be given to, as we'll see in later on in the Mishnah, essentially any Kohen, even if he's Tommy, because there's nothing, not even, there's nothing, there's no Doraisa, Chala, and it's about it, it's just, so it shouldn't be forgotten, and we're going to give it to Kohanim, and they can eat it, even if they're Tommy, no problem, that second Chala, because the original Chala was burned, but here, when we're talking about the three leniencies, the first being that Tful Yom could eat this Chala, we're talking about the first Chala, which is given to Kohen directly, and then there's nothing going to be burned in Chutzlaretz. Rabbi Yossi, or Rabbi Yossi, even more lenient. Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi says, at least, and the shot here is, we're talking about a Balkeri. A Balkeri, who really, it's the Zera itself, it's the Keri that is the Ahavatum, and the Balkeri becomes Rishon, because he came in contact with the Keri. So he, it's like a very lenient, weak sort of Tumah, that guy, says Rabbi Yossi, doesn't even need to go to the mikvah before he eats this Truman Chutzlaretz. Halacha is not like him, like the like Tanakama. Um, but even Rabbi Yossi agrees, V'asur lezavim v'lezavos lenida v'yoledes, v'yoldos, excuse me. Um, but even Rabbi Yossi agrees that the other Kohanim who have Tumiyot Magufo, meaning Zavim for men, Zavos for women, Nida for women, Yoledes, Yoldos for women, and the Ramamads, the Metzora, those people cannot eat this Truma in Chutzlaretz, the first separation, the Ur, the one that's going to the fire, La Ur separation, and they cannot eat it. Um, fine. So Rabbi Yossi is just arguing on the Balkari person. Second Kula is Vene'echeles im Hazar ala Shulchan. You can eat this Truma in Chutzlaretz if you're a Kohen. Excuse me, I keep on saying Truma, but it, it's Chala, same thing. You can eat this Chala in Chutzlaretz that was separated for the Kohen. And now the normal rule is that when a Kohen eats Truma or Chala, he may not have non-Kohanim at the table lest um, they accidentally eat it. The rule is like Gezerah Ha'ala Atu Achila. They don't let you even like bring it onto the same table with the non-Kohen, the Zar, lest he accidentally eat this Truma or this Chala, which is Misa B'day Shemaim, Death the Hands of Heaven. It's a bad, severe penalty. But since anyways... In Chutzlaretz, the chala that we give to the Kohen is not chala at all. It's just a zeichers. You shouldn't forget the chala. It's not chala, and there's no iser misbedeshamayim, nothing like that. We don't have the gezera of ha'ala atu achila, and therefore v'neecheles im hazar ala shulchan says the Mishnah, the Kohen who's eating this chala in Chutzlaretz can have non-Kohenim sitting at the same table with him. We're not afraid that they're going to eat from this chala, um, and we have therefore no dinder against them. And even if they would, it'd just be a dinder which is fine. We don't do a gazera for that. The third kula for this chutzlaretz chala that you give to a kohen immediately as opposed to the fire is vinitenes l'chol kohen. You can give it to any kohen you want, meaning the normal rule is that you can't give truma or chala to a kohen that's in amha arts. We're afraid that the amha arts can be matama, this chala or truma that you give him, and therefore you have to give it only to a, a kohen who can be relied upon to keep 
Tumantar properly, but not the case here with this rabbinic Chutz Laaretz Truma. You can give it to any Kohen you want, even a Kohen who's an Amaretz, and you can eat it. We're not afraid of him being Tommy. Truth is, there is a little more to be said about what the Pshad is when it says um, any Kohen, but we'll say that for the next Mishnah because this recording has gone quite long.